Welcome to Big Bear Christian Center Sermon Audio. We're continuing in our series in the book of Joshua today. We're in chapter 22. We're learning about what it really means to love God, to obey His commandments, to walk in all of His ways. Join us in this study in the book of Joshua. We're in the book of Joshua, chapter 22. We are nearing the end of our series through the study of Joshua. I pray that you've been encouraged. I pray that it's been enlightening. Um, I've had a number of people come at different times say, well, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. Information is great, but information doesn't necessarily lead to transformation. We want, we want information that might give to a revelation and that revelation to finally being transformation. Because if we're not transformed by the Word of God, then we're just approaching it as, as, as a book has written things to say, isn't that a great story? Um, but we want to actually have our lives transformed through the Word of God. And uh, there is so much in here, even in the crazy parts of the Bible, that He will speak to us and transform our lives if we let Him. Um, Fathers, we get into this time of the Word this morning. We need it to come alive. God, even as we're just kind of doing a survey of, the chapter, of chapter 22 in our brief time this morning, speak to us through some of these... Uh, principles that we see in this chapter. God, each of us have come with a different need, um, uh, a perceived need, a real need. God, some of us have come with what we think uh, we want you to do in our lives, God. But today I'd actually say, God, do whatever you want to do. Have your way in this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I said, we're getting to the near, near the end of Joshua. Uh, we've talked about the We've talked about so many things, but the last couple of weeks we talked about the cities of refuge and the cities for the Levites, the tale of two cities. This week, um, you know, we are at the end of the campaign, and the whole book of Joshua, as far as the conquering of lands up until this point, chapter 22, is probably about seven years. Now, some scholars will say maybe 14 years. I tend to lean more, more like about seven years from the time they entered into Canaan to start conquering it until this chapter here. And so what's happening, if you recall, that there was two and a half tribes that were, that, that before they came in, they, they looked around and they said, you know, we like this land on the uh, east side of the Jordan here, and we'd like to settle here. And at first, they thought that they were trying to get out of the war, and so they said, no, no, you can't do that. And they said, no, listen, we'll go in with you. We'll fight with you until all of our brethren have their lands too. <coughs> So, so they says, well, if you'll come and fight with us, then you can return to this side of the Jordan. And uh, long term, don't know if it was really the best, best idea for them. Now, if you look on the map, and for you it's over here, the Jordan River on the east side of the Jordan River, there is, Israel doesn't exist over there anymore. That is actually Jordan. And so those tribes lost all of their land. But anyhow, that's what they wanted to do. So imagine this. You've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. It's been kind of a kind of an interesting time. You're just about to get your territory and, and you see it and it's here and it's already been conquered and, and you have to go into war with the other people and spend seven more years fighting the battle for your brethren. And that's what they did. The men, about 40,000 probably by the end of, end of Joshua chapter 22, about 40,000 people, Joshua's um, about to talk to them. So, Simply in verse 1 says, Joshua called the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, that's two and a half tribes, and said to them, you've kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. That's an amazing encouragement. You've kept it. You, um, 
You've obeyed my voice and all that I commanded you. You have not left your brethren these many days up to this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren as he promised them. Now therefore return and go to your tents and to the land of your possession, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side of the Jordan. And listen, verse 5, we're going we're gonna to pay a lot of attention here in verse 5. We're going to spend some time here. But take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. And then verse 6, you know, so Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents. And so this is, this is just that great picture. They've been faithful for seven years fighting a battle that was not their individual battle, but was the corporate battle. And, and that is so important because as, as a family, as the church of, of Jesus Christ, that is often what we need to be doing that we're not. We need to be looking around and saying, you know, I've got mine, but I need to help you get yours. I need to walk with you through the process. And I'm not talking about things. You know, things burn up. You know, God, God has, you know, some, some people are more financially blessed. Some people are, are less financially blessed. I'm not necessarily talking about finances, but to walk in the blessings that, that God has spiritually. And at times, definitely with, with our finances and, and the things that we have, we need to be one who would say, listen, God has blessed me. Let me help you receive your blessing. Now, now, in that, that doesn't mean that the other people weren't fighting. The nine and a half tribes were also fighting themselves. So I, I'm not into this give to people without holding them accountable and having them be part of the answer. But we need to help those that are struggling and needing to conquer their lands too. And they did that for seven years. So they're about to go back, and this is Joshua's command to them. And this is a command to us this morning. And it says, take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you. And then he begins to kind of delineate these, some, some of these things. What, what's the command? Well, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. These are pretty tough ones. Let's just kind of take these a little bit. It says... Love the Lord your God. That's the first one, right? Boy, what does it mean to love? Who in here has ever felt love? Probably most of us. Who's a, who has ever been in a relationship where you should have been loved and didn't feel loved? You know, most of us raise our hand again. You know, some of you have had relationships, maybe marriages, where you go, you know, I, I know that you've told me you love me, but I don't feel loved by you. And so many of you maybe have gone through you know, some times of, of marriage counseling or, or marriage workshops where you begin to learn about one another. One of the greatest things that I've learned in, in, in my time as being a husband and, and helping others walk through their difficulty is, is something that Gary Chapman, um, he didn't develop, he just recognized that people have love languages. And that if you've ever tried to love someone and they didn't feel loved, off, probably in a simplified version, you weren't doing for them what makes them feel loved. You go, huh? Well, you know, some of us in here, uh, we like to buy things for people, give gifts. So, you, so maybe you just had somebody just gave gifts all the time and, and you just, it just never felt like you got any return from it. It's like, huh? how come this doesn't work? Anyways, um, and so, 
so what it is is that person actually might not necessarily feel loved when they get a gift. And you go, wow, I encourage you to get the book. I'm going to give a, a, a flyby on this because I really felt like, well, how do we love God? Hmm. But um, it, the book's called Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's a great book for you and your spouse to read for anyone because the truth is you're in relationship with people that, that if you want to care for people, you want to do it in a way that they actually receive. Now for me, there's five of them and I'm going to go, go through them. But um, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. That's, that's, one, that's my greatest one, words of affirmation. Uh, when my wife speaks encouraging words and, and, and the opposite will, will hurt me worse than others. Who grew up in an Italian family or a yelling family? Some of you. You know, often, I don't know if this is, this is, this is a thought, often I don't think words of affirmation necessarily do it to you because you grew up yelling at each other and, rah, and all this stuff. And, and you, you know, if, if you did that to me, you'd just kill me. You know, I don't, we don't yell. So words of affirmation, speaking kind things is mine. Well, there's five love language. Let me give them to you real quick. Quality time. That's, you know, spending quality time with someone. Uh, if that's their love language, the best thing you can do with them is actually spend time. You know, uh, and not necessarily working on the details and talking about the kid, just, just quality time. And each, there's sub-languages in there. Some people, quality time could be watching TV together, but a lot of time that's not it, especially if you're the one with the remote. <laughs> well, honey, we sat on the couch for four hours watching football. You should feel loved. <laughs> Quality time is one. Words of affirmation. You know, encouraging words, just telling people what you think and, and, and noticing their accomplishments. Now, now, you know, people, some people are pretty keen and they know when you're really just, you know, saying stuff and being sappy. But look for those things that really are, are true. Words of affirmation. Quality time, words of affirmation. Physical touch. That's a, that's a love language. Now, all you wives in here are immediately thinking, that's my husband's physical touch. No. There is a real love language, a physical touch. You just go up and maybe sometimes just touch them on the shoulder and they go, oh. Physical touch is a love language. Um, receiving gifts. Now that is, that is a love language. You know, that's, that's, that's easy for some to give, but if, you know, you go, oh, but here's what's really great with receiving gifts. And this isn't a marriage seminar, but take this how, how, how you can. If, if somebody's love language is receiving gifts, honestly, you could probably make something with love and make it just simple, and they would love it. It doesn't have to be necessarily expensive. Take time to buy something even simple and small and say, you know, I was thinking of you today and give you a gift. You know, you got to get to know the person. But, but gifts, receiving gifts is, is, a, is a love language. And then the other one, the fifth one, is act of service. And that's doing things for people. You know, they, uh, you know, washing dishes or, or helping around the house or going to mowing the lawn. People really actually feel loved. It's because they, that you took the time to do something for me and, and they feel loved out of that. Now, often people have, have uh, more than one, a couple of them. And so you, you really want to take the time in your relationships to find out what your friends or your partners are and, and begin to try to love them that way. Here's what we often do. We take our own love language, because we know what we want, even if we've never thought about it, and we do the same thing to the people that we're in relationship with. So if you, mine's words of affirmation. I often will, you know, encourage other people, oh, you did a good job, thank you so much. Oh, that, thank you, that was really wonderful, that was really helpful. We're affirm, 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 affirm. And some of them are like, I don't care. I don't hear you affirm me. You know, I don't need to be affirmed. Give me a gift. <laughs> Give 
Spend some time. Go on a walk with me. You know, and so, but, but so we find ourselves doing the same thing that we like to other people, not realizing really what we're saying is that, you know, I'm doing this to you, and I hope someday maybe you'll do it to me. It's kind of a subconscious thing. So why do I go through this in the book of Joshua? Because, you know, I believe that God encompasses both genders. Now, he is not mother God. Okay? We don't believe Mother Earth and that he's all one, and we don't believe this and not. But I do believe that God in his makeup is, encompasses both genders. Otherwise, he would be like most of us men and go, I don't even understand the woman I created. <laughs> but he understands you because he encompasses both genders. And you know, have you ever noticed, in, in, even within, within uh, male and female, that there are men that, that have more female attributes and traits and women that have some more masculine traits and speak, you know there you know not there isn't really a stereotype but we have men and women well i believe god encompasses both and he, so he's wonderful i also believe if you've ever studied personalities you know depending on the one you did you got your colors you got your red and your green and your blue and your and your yellow or you got your phlegmatic and your melancholy and your sanguine or you have your animals i like the animal one that's always a fun one you got your beavers and golden retrievers and otters and lions and if you're going, what are those? We're going to do those here in the church sometime. They're a lot of fun. But they, they just kind of help us to understand people's personality traits. And, and it, you know, in fact, you know, if, if I, there's enough of us in here who have gone through this. If you're a lion, raise your hand. Anyone knows if they're a lion? See, some of these people already know what they are. How about, and I'm not a lion. I am becoming more lion as a pastor. Roar! But um, golden retriever. Do we have any golden retrievers this morning? I'm a golden retriever. You know, and so, yeah, we're talking about these personalities. You go, wow, it helps to understand. So I believe that God encompasses genders, and he also encompasses all the character uh, uh, personality traits. He's everything all at once, which makes him amazing. Okay, so, so he's, you know, he, he, he's everything. And so in this, I believe that God's love languages are all of them. And he's given each of us different love languages. So he goes, so how do you love God? Do them all. This is a great relationship for us because we're in relationship with people that we're loving them the wrong way all the time. We finally have found somebody who we can do any of it or all of it for, and God will be loved and feel loved by us. We are supposed to love God. What do we think that means? That, we're, that, that just our heart's supposed to like Him? You know, we say this when we talk about love in the, every other situation. Well, love is not just a feeling. It's an action verb. It's a verb. You've got to do it. But with God, it's just a feeling. Love God. No. He's saying love God, which would mean, have you spent any quality time with God lately? Spend some quality time with God. Words of affirmation. Oh, come on. Does God really need to be affirmed? I praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I give you glory and praise. Oh, God, you created this sunset. Amazing. Words of affirmation. That's praise. God has called us to be people who would give him praise, not because he's an egomaniac. He's not a narcissist. But yet he's created us to give him praise. And we can't get into that, um, into that this morning. Um, physical touch. You're going, okay, wait a second. 
How is that? Well, and I, you know, again, this is, this is a message. This is a message. So I was going, okay, you know, I really feel like this is, this is from you, Lord. So what about this physical touch? I really felt like he says, well, yeah. He says, you know, you, you know who my bo- where my body is? Touch my body. Oh, that's my body. Touch my body. Do physical things for my body. That's, that's how we can touch him physically. Physical touch. Receiving gifts. What kind of gifts can we give to the Lord? Well, you know, he says, when you do it to the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. So when we give gifts to people in the name of the Lord, we're giving gifts to God. When we bring our tithes and offerings, you know, God says in, in, in Malachi, it's that, you know, ho, ho, it's that horrible scripture. He goes, oh yeah, the preacher beat me up with this one again this week. You know, how have you robbed me? You've robbed me with tithes and offerings. He robbed me. God says the tithes and offerings are his. So when you bring your tithe or your offering into the storehouse, it's a gift to God. So that's one way of giving to God. Give to somebody in need. Give to just bless somebody in the name of Jesus. And you're giving to him. For what you did to the least of these, you've done to me. How do we love God? These are some ways. Another one, acts of service. Oh, we can serve the Lord in so many ways. So many ways. In fact, there, there's, there's a project we're working on right now. We need some people uh, who, who might know how to patch some holes in some roofs. There's somebody um, in the church that, that needs some. Uh, it's a lot of work done on their house. It's just really, and we got to help them because they're part of the body. They're part of the family. So we can go do some acts of service and, and, and fix some things and, and make it safe and winterizable and all those things. And so, but there's other ways. You know, your neighbor, I, you know, I, Shoe boxes. There you go. Acts of service. Um, you know, I know the left hand no, never wants the right hand to know what they're doing, but, you know, I just, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of you. Picking somebody out is always dangerous, but, you know, Doug Lane is, is an act of service guy. And some of you have already received from that. You know, he just, he comes and he just does things. And, he, you know, Greg Musser, I mean, some of you guys, that's just, you're wired to serve like that. You are serving God, and that's how you can touch God, acts of service. That's a way that we can love God. And you go give him again. Spend some quality time with him. Give him praise, words of affirmation, physical touch. Touch the body of Christ. You ever touched a homeless man? <sighs> I have too, a lot. And sometimes it's hard. You know, you know I mean, I, honestly, some, they, they smell. I mean, they really do sometimes. You ever give, give somebody, man, give them a hug, a physical touch? Some of these people haven't been touched in years. Physical touch. Touch the body of Christ. Give gifts. Uh, give to the Lord. Give to others and, and serve, serve God by serving in the church, serving other people. That's a way to love God. I'm going to move on um, in, in these things because we're, we're going to run out of time. Um, so he, here's what I commanded you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Well, that, that's the second one, walk in all his ways. How do we, how do we walk in his ways? That actually is, is difficult because we don't know his ways. So we need to begin to know his ways. And it really ties in to, to, to these other one where it says, walk in his ways and keep his commandments. So I'm going to tie those kind of together. Keep his commandments. Well, we need to know his commandments in order to keep them. 
We need to be people in the Word. I'm going to give some. I'm going to read some passages here, talk about them. Hebrews chapter four, twelve says the the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides spirit and soul, joints and marrow. It penetrates, divides the soul and spirit. It judges the thoughts and acts of the Word. That's the Word of God. This is so important for us. Psalm one nineteen nine through eleven says, "How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your Word." I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. The word of God is so important. Psalm 119, 105, many of us know that as a song. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. We need, his word is revelatory to us and, and we need to know his word. His words are full of commandments, but if you only relegate it to the commandments, you follow the, the, do, the do and don't religion and that's not what it is. But, but by learning his commandments and reading the whole counsel of God, we begin to understand his ways. And Psalm 48 says, I desire to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. So his will for us and his ways for us are, are tied into knowing the law, the word of God. We cannot really know even how to please God and walk in his ways if we're not people of his word. So, so we want to become familiar with, with his character through the word of God. Who's ever, ever spent a little bit of time with someone and sized them up? You spend a day or something, you go, I got them pegged. Yeah, yeah. And then like a week later, you spent time with them in a different setting. And you're like, oh, you're not the person I thought you were. You're a little different. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's better. You know, uh, but you go, oh, and then you spend more and more time and you go, wow, you have so many facets to you. Nobody can know someone's character from just a little bit of time or a little bit of information. We need to spend time with people to get to know them. Guys, ladies in relationships, you're looking for the man that you want to marry, spend time with them because a little bit of time isn't going to give you enough information. You got to, we got to look at them in multiple settings. Well, the Word of God has God interacting with man on multiple settings, multiple generations. We get to know uh, his full character and nature by reading the whole Bible, not just by picking and choosing. Get to know the Word of God. Get in there, spend time with Him. We'll know His commandments and we'll begin to walk in His ways because as we get to know Him, we'll know His ways. You'll just go, you know, this is the way of the Lord. You know, it's, it's yes, there's, there's the anger of, of sin. We've talked about this in the, even in the book of Joshua. But then there's grace and mercy. So we need to walk in His ways and get to know what his ways look like through his word and through spending time with him. We spend time with him in prayer. He actually wants to answer us. He don't, we don't just have to check off our list of, you know, well, I prayed for so many things and I did my 15 minutes and we're good. But, but spend time with him. Sit in his presence. Spend quality time of him. And, and you'll actually begin to know his ways. And, and by reading his word, we're going to be able to know his commandments. And we're going to be able to keep his commandments because one of his ways... One of his ways is that when he left, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He says, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you alone. Because on your own, you're going to mess this up. 
You're going to become legalistic. You're going to try, 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 try. But I'm going to go away and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will live in you and will give you power. He'll convict you of sin. And so his way, part of his ways is to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us to guide us, to, to give us gifts. There's the gifts of the, the Holy Spirit that gives us supernatural wisdom and discernment and discerning of spirits. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could all walk closer to the Lord and have some of these discerning of spirits before we got into that bad relationship? You know, you know, I mean, come on. Some of, you, some, of, some of us have been through some like, oh my goodness, why did I date that person? Why did I get into this deal with this person? I believe as we're close with the Lord and allowing the Lord to speak to us even through the Holy Spirit that we, they might look all good on the outside, but we say, you know what? The Lord is saying, uh-uh. Not this little duck. says, hold fast to God. Guys, we are in a declining culture. I mean, we don't have cable. When I go to some place that has cable, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the things that are on TV. My goodness. We are in a declining culture. We need to hold fast to God. Because if we don't, we're just going to go right with the culture. Hold fast. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first His kingdom, His righteousness. We need to be people who are seeking God first. You know, unfortunately, and, I, and I, I, every week I preach to myself, I don't have, I don't have hardly anything you know, conquered. You know, there's some things I think I've, I've really, you know, come far enough to conquer some things, but there's so many things. You know, we seek wisdom of man so often before we seek the wisdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. It says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart. We want to go to the Lord and take his yoke and take his, give him our burdens and say, Lord, I want to come to you. I'm trying to pull this thing on my own. He doesn't want us to do that. We want to see, he, will, he wants us to seek him for everything. The last part in verse 5, we're not even going to get through the rest of this today. We're just going to stop at verse 5 here. And it says, serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. I really don't even need to explain that. We can be so half-hearted. You know, half-hearted. Ah. And you can tell when people are half-hearted. He's saying, serve me with all of your heart. God, he's got to help us with that. Because we get discouraged. You know how you fight discouragement? Be encouraged. What is, you know, you think discourage, what does that mean? Well, it's dis, take away, courage. When you're discouraged, your courage is gone. Your courage to step out and to do anything. You're just discouraged. We need to be encouraged. We need to have that 
courage thrust back into us that we are overcomers, that we can do these things. And that's one of the one things that we need to be encouraged by one another. We need to be like David, who the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, I've, I've had so many pity parties. I mean, you know, and, and, and time, times get really rough. And I've been fighting another pity party even this week. And, and uh, you know, I mean, even just as pastor and the, so many things have to get done. And, you know, and, and things, you know, people leaving or things breaking or, you know, crises. And, and I just, I mean, I can just throw a pity party like no one. You know what the bummer with me throwing my pity parties? Nobody even comes to them. <laughs> I'm all alone in my own party. I need, and some of us in here need to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Hey, God, you know, I'm feeling awful alone right now, but I'm going to put my hope and faith in you. You don't fail me. And then if I've read the word, I might be able to quote some scriptures. God, you said that I'm the head and not the tail. Says that you have created me, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and that you knew me in my mother's womb. You know the amount of hairs on my head. You know the plans that you have for me, the plans to prosper me. God, and you have not brought me to this place to die and to suffer. But God, I know that you have something for me. So I'm going to be encouraged in you. And I just, we need to begin to quote the word and encourage ourselves in the word and in the Lord. And so that we can then be, serve him with all of our heart. I don't want to give any more half-hearted service. I want to serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. I want to love him. Church, what about you? Is that what we want? That's what, that's what Joshua commanded the people because they were about to go into their own territory. They were going to be kind of removed from the rest of the brethren. He says, listen, you've got to do this. And there's some other stuff we'll, we'll, we'll get to next week and, and the things that they did. And, um, but uh, that's the encouragement for us today. Love God. Love Him. Follow Him. Know His commandments. And serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Dear Jesus, this morning, that's, a, that's a, a tough thing, but God, you said that you give us the Holy Spirit. God, and that you would not call us to do anything that you have not equipped us to do. So God, this morning, we desire to love you with all of our hearts. Well, Father, we can't do that because we have so many other things that we're loving above you. So we surrender. We want to know you more. God, we did that in worship. We sang that. We, we proclaimed that. We want to surrender to you and say, God, we want to love you. God, we want to know your commandments. And Father, for some in this room, reading the Bible is just difficult. God, I pray that you give creativity to other ways. God, give them audio Bibles to, just to sit down and, and, and to, to, to listen to the word if they can't read it, God, and to spend time getting to know you through the counsel of the word of God. Father, help us to develop uh, times that we can begin to pray and, and read the Bible and look around and begin to know your ways so that we can walk in your ways, Lord God. We want to walk in your ways. And Father, we want to do it wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. So God, today, help us today to give you our hearts and to say, I'm going to serve you as I serve others, as I love you. God, I'm going to serve you with all of my heart. God, help me to stop serving my flesh. God, help me to stop serving man. God, help me to stop serving the enemy. God, I want to serve you with everything. God, and then I thank you that you have called us 
out of the land that we were living in, out of the world, and you've called us to your heavenly light, and you've given us purpose and direction in this land, in this place that we're living as the body of Christ. So, Father, we commit ourselves afresh to you again today. It's October 18th. And say, God, we, we will be your people as you would live inside of us. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.